the road. Yeah, stop on the road. I'm sorry. No, no, not illegal. You are killing Now, yeah, change is hard. Not everyone liking it. Not the changes over at Hyde Park. That's for sure. But uh, according to City Councilor Gord Perks, it is here to stay. And that is despite uh, protests against banning cars in Hyde Park. And um, it is no longer going to be a drive through destination. So, you know, if you want to go to Hyde Park, you're going to have to uh, get some kind of transit to visit. But it is not going over well with locals and seniors, you know, who say, look, we're not going to be able to access the park easily. And it, it, we can't find parking for our own cars because all, all the, the parking at Pi Park has been cut in half. So they've got, what, 550 spaces? Those will be cut in half. And I guess the way it's going to work now is that cars will be banned on weekends, but they're closing off that Bloor Street entrance. So you're only going to be able to enter on Parkside or off the Queensway. And so it is a problem, certainly if you're elderly, if you might need extra assistance. It's a big park. And uh, walking around it takes a, a long time. So there are going to be a whole lot of people. I mean, we're talking about a park. And a lot of people will say, I, I just don't want to go. I'm just not going to be... And dealing with the efforts of trying to get there, let alone having to walk around to get maybe to see the peacocks or whatever other, um, you know, destination you want to go into in that park. So there are there is another side to this fight. And that is those saying, look, we need to keep some kind of mobility here. So it's really settled. Let us talk to Diane Buckle. She is a uh, organizer of the protest held over the last couple of um, weeks at High Park and their cause is High Park Access for All. She joins us now. Good to have you, Diane. Hi, thank you. So the one side of the story that often gets uh, all the attention is the bike lane side, the bikes. And, and, uh, you know, they'll say, look, this was consulted on for a couple of years. This was all talked about. And a lot of people are saying, I don't remember the consultations. I don't remember them either because they happened while we were locked down in the pandemic. So I think for a lot of people, and certainly the cycling side, they see this as a closed debate. So do many on city uh, city council. How do you see this debate? Um, Sorry, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Um, well, I, it isn't. Equal access is not pro-car or anti-cycle. This is about people. Everyone should have access to the park in their own time, seven days a week. They shouldn't be corralled in specific times and places. And they're turning, uh, the city is turning Hyde Park into a personal program for the fit and able-bodied. We, we, I think the bike lane in Hyde Park definitely needs improvement. But what a lot of people don't realize is that the city is actually planning to put in a speed race track for what they call the recreational cyclists. Mm -hmm. And the last thing a family park needs is bikes going around at 1450K. We already have it. Uh, they're all over the road. I, I'm not. This, this to me isn't the issue. It's got, it's got nothing to do with cyclists. We want the park open so that the people who need to be in the park, all the visitors who are not consulted, the High Park study interviewed exactly 73 people actually in the park um, over a two-year period. And they, they did have um, consultations on whatever you call the Zoom thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was during pandemic, which is why I think a lot of people probably didn't notice because they had maybe other things on on their mind, like being locked down. Um, Having said that, there will be those who who point out and say, look, you know, if you were in New York, you could not ride through uh, Central Park. Like you couldn't 
take a car there. So why would it be any different here? What would you say? Central Park yeah. is not Toronto. And Central Park, if you check the news, has huge issues with their cyclists and their pedestrians. They're, they're scrambling now. Um, it's not... And High Park is very, uh, very different. We don't have the accessibility to get to the park. I, Central Park, I've been a few years since I was there, but there's multi-stations all around the park. It's not as big. It has, it has a bus that goes through it. it it's just a, it's a different place. And, and um, let's face it, New Yorkers take cabs everywhere. They don't. I know. I would say, yeah, who has a car in in, in New York um, unless they're traveling out to the Hamptons or somewhere else? But yeah, they do. They do. They do all take cabs. So, I do not. I have owned a car for twenty five years. I live. I've lived in this area for forty. Um, I used to walk ten fifteen miles a day. Never bothered me. But old age has caught up with me, which is one of the reasons that I'm doing this protest. It's the city has the the. Just forgetting about the physically challenged and disabled uh, and just ordinary everyday people who, who want to go to the park with their three children and can't get in. Yeah, it's it's an enormous uh, piece of land. I, I uh, it's four hundred acres. Nine acres. Yeah, and they've taken they've closed all the parking on West Road, which is right across from the children's accessible splash pad yeah. playground area. And it's almost a kilometer to the closest parking. Yeah, it, it, I remember having to walk in during the pandemic, and I remember, um, you know, a halfway point of trying to get where I was. I was just already out of breath, and <laughs> I can't, I can't go any further. Having said that, there will be people who say, "Look, just let's let's move ahead and, and do this." What is the compromise? It's be empty. Yeah. The park. I am going down today. I took pictures two weeks ago of the play area. And it's packed with kids and children, school buses. And I was there briefly yesterday, and I didn't have my camera on me. And the children's playground area and the splash pad were empty. So is there a compromise? Because I know this has had an impact, certainly on the immediate area. I mean, there are people who say, I can't park. I have to buy a a car permit to park my car, and I can't even park on the street because people come and park on our street. Um, So I know it's, it's... caused issues in, in the neighborhoods around there. But what what is the compromise? And, Diane, do you believe that the city is still willing to talk, or do you believe that this is a closed uh, fight? What was the problem? There was nothing wrong with the way the park was operating before, except they needed enforcement on the speeding, and they needed to put back the traffic calming measures they took out for the Pan Am Games. They took the traffic calming measures out for the Pan Am Games, and lack of funds meant they never put them back. And that's when the speed cyclists started coming. Uh, some cars do speed in the park. Cars speed everywhere in Toronto. Most people are very good. It's very hard to drive at 20K, but most people try. We do get the odd one. The speed cyclists, on the other hand, don't obey stop signs. They drive around the park. They advertise training runs at 40 to 50K. It's the place has gone mad. And, but apart from that, there was nothing wrong with the park. We've had very few incidents of accidents in there in the last four years. There were only eight car-car and eight cycle-car incidents in the last four years. However, recently, two children have been hit by cyclists. And so what, what is the compromise here? 
there isn't a compromise. Let's open the park up again. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't get the sense that Olivia Chow, who, as you know, is a major bike advocate. I don't know if she's going to go back on this. And it sounds like Gord Perks is saying, look, it's a done deal. And and so is there any conversation going on about this? Well, I, between them, I don't know. We, we invited the mayor on the 31st of July to come and visit with us and show her what the, what the park means to everybody, and we've had no response. Um, it's not... High Park is full of activities. It's got the children's garden, the zoo, the Grand Air restaurant, the allotment gardens. Those people are having a terrible time. They're mostly retired. They can't get their provisions and produce in and out without transport. There's no reason. It's a community hub. It's not a park where you just go and, and sit on a park bench. There's lots of things going on, and they're going to close down. And we wonder if that isn't the point, that they're trying to close the park down. Who knows? But at this point, I think a lot of people thought this debate was over, but now we hear the other side. We're so... not stopping. We're fighting this to the top. Well, it ha- it's breaking every accessibility law in the book, as far as I hear. I don't know that much about those laws. But um, it, 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 it's so wrong, it can't be right. <laughs> so what, what are the next steps then for your group? Well, we'll just keep on uh, working on it, protesting. I've heard a lot of, co- of people are going to sue the city, uh, individuals with, who have disabled family members. Um, but I don't know. It, we're just going to fight. Yeah, well, it's just a loud voice and we're going to keep on shouting. It is uh, the fight that never seems to end. We'll keep an eye on it, Diane. Well, I they do... tried it in Montreal and, it, and they had to reopen Mount Royal. They tried it in Stanley Park and they had to reopen Stanley Park. I'm sad, tired of people bringing up Central Park. They've tried it here. It hasn't worked. So let's go with our own Canadian cities and not worry about what happens in, 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 in America. Stay tuned. Diane, I appreciate your time on this. Appreciate talking to you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. That is Diane Buckle. She is with a group called High Park Access for All, and the other side of this hasn't really gotten a voice. Uh, it just became a thing. Here are the bike lanes. It's like we got out of lockdown. It was like, oh, look, there's bike lanes everywhere. Everywhere. They don't stop. When, when was this done? A lot of things happened during lockdown that weren't really consulted on, not fully. And it worked out very conveniently for some, but it's not working out for all. So does this other side have a case? I mean, if you are elderly or have um, accessibility issues, do they have a point? I think they do. But uh, we'll we'll watch the fallout on this. But it it is not a done, um, the debate is not over.